0: Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by CoinServe Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make crypto safe, easy, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to take crypto mainstream. All right, today I want to talk about a topic of fake money. And what is fake money? And you know, what spurred the idea to do this, this topic on this episode. Let's face it, I've done over 100 plus episodes so trying to come up with new content has been a bit of a struggle lately. But over the weekend, I was traveling and I downloaded a new Robert Kiyosaki book, Fake. And I'm going to read the cover to you. So the, the main title is Fake. And it's Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets, How Lies Are Making the Poor and Middle Class Poor. And guys, you have to, I definitely recommend this book. Uh, it's available on Audible. You can get the printed version. But I definitely recommend this. Robert Kiyosaki has been someone that I have really looked to when it comes to economic and financial advice. Uh, you know, he's well known for the books "Rich Dad Poor Dad" and the Cash Flow Quadrant, which have been two revolutionary books that have uh, changed the landscape for people that have actually read the books. So, but what he talks about in "Fake Money," you may think, and the reason that spurred this even more is over the weekend I also got a lot of conversations as I walked around. One day I had a Bitcoin shirt on, another day I had a Bitcoin hat on and people were asking me about Bitcoin that didn't know. And some of the questions were inquisitive and some of them were, hey, why does Bitcoin even have any value? It's not real. You can't touch it. You can't, you can't do it. You can't physically hold it and it's not backed by anything. And that turns me into the the conversation of well, what is your dollar backed by? And you'd be surprised how many people answer that they still think that that the gold that the dollar is backed by gold, and it's not. You know, August fifteenth, nineteen seventy one. Maybe not the biggest, but one of the biggest scandals of all time that went widely um, unchecked is the fact that Richard Nixon took the U.S. off of the gold standard, the U.S. dollar. Uh, which meant that the dollar was no longer backed by gold. So what is it backed by today? It's backed by debt. It's backed by the backbones of the middle class and the, and the lower class, their they're, they're working, working products, right? Whatever. You know, being able to have a trade with other countries where we export products, that's what gives the U.S. dollar value, right? And, and so this is something that's happened over time and Kiyosaki in the book he really goes into the detail as far as you know and this is my favorite my favorite saying from him he says fiat money which fiat money is any paper money paper government issued money that is not backed by anything the US dollar and just a little side note 100% of all fiat currencies have and will fail at some point 100% there's no doubt it's not sustainable. Inflation takes place till it's hyperinflation. You're seeing it happen right now in Venezuela. Saw an interesting stat. Venezuela, a year ago, a coffee cost 5.5 bolivars. Today, that same coffee costs 5,500 bolivars. What happened? Hyperinflation, overprinting. That's what happened. So, uh, but he calls fiat money is the government's money. Gold is God's money because it's, it's a natural resource created on earth. And Bitcoin is the people's money because Bitcoin is not created by one government. It's not run by any government. It's not controlled by any one entity. Now, looking at the price values right now, there's fluctuations. There's variables. Uh, it's going up. It's going down. But in the long term, it cannot be controlled by one entity, and that is what gives its value. It's it's, a, it's got a set supply, so it's a defla- deflationary asset. Every Every so often, they have what's called a halving, and the halving means the mining rewards where cryptocurrency, where Bitcoin is issued every time a block is created, gets less and less, which and the dem- as the demand goes up and up. And so you don't need to understand much about economics, but all you need to understand, when the supply is going down and demand is going up, the value will increase. So, you know, the the age old question of what came first, the chicken or the egg, I'd like to pose this question to you. What's going to come first? Bitcoin to the moon, or mass adoption. We don't really know, but we can only control one part and that's mass adoption. So, and I spent a lot of time over the weekend talking to different people and, you know, one, one, one guy was, he brought up a good point. He said he knows a lot of people. Uh, He does a lot of business in Mexico. He said he knows a lot of people in Mexico that were involved in, cryptocurrency and they lost all their money now let's be let's be you know let's put it this way nobody loses all their money in cryptocurrency unless they put it into an investment scheme or scam even if they're not aware it's a scam and they lose their money that is how they can lose all their money now also leverage trading but this this guy wasn't referring to leverage trading he was referring to different uh network marketing type companies that that opened up in crypto and i told him i said i'll be honest with you i haven't seen one legitimate investment vehicle in cryptocurrency that's a that's a network marketing yet and i am a very i'm a good propon, i'm a proponent of network marketing when done right and you don't spam people with your products if you have a solid product that can help a lot of people then network marketing word of mouth marketing has been around for ages so that's a great industry but when it comes to crypto there's really nothing the only legitimate ones i've seen don't actually involve you investing in crypto one of them being called icoin pro icoin pro is one that is you pay for a monthly membership and they teach you how to trade and teach you how to do what's called a micro profit system and then the other one i've seen which is called carrot bars and carrot bars after doing you know some research it is backed like the cryptocurrency they have is backed by gold you can convert it to gold at any point. And as long as they allow that, then they are a legitimate company. Now things can change at any time. Any even legitimate companies can go out of business. So uh, this is not investment advice in either one of those, but just saying that that be very weary of any kind of network marketing companies. So back to the Kiyosaki book. So fake assets, right? What are fake assets? Think about what's happened over time. We, um, the wealthy have created these fake assets to trade, to accumulate more money. Think about when futures and derivatives and ETFs are traded. They're not even trading the actual asset, so it hyperinflates the supply because you've got one set of people that is legitimately trading the real asset, and other people that are trading the the idea of the asset, or you know, so the futures, derivatives, whatever that, whatever it may be. So there's a lot of assets. So when you look at what's going on, that that creates hyperinflation of those assets. And it's only going to be a matter of time before people realize that. And one thing Kiyosaki says in his book is that we are headed towards a quadrillion dollar crisis. Now, what is quadrillion dollars? You may not have heard that before. Um, so think about it. A, a million is 1,000 times 1,000. A billion is 1 million times 1,000. A trillion is 1 billion times 1,000. And a quadrillion is 1 trillion times Times 1,000. So when you think about that, that's kind of crazy, right? When you think, well, that's not that, that not that much currency or or um, assets in the world. Yes, there is through these fake assets, fake derivatives, and also debt, right? So when you look, understand how the Federal Reserve works. What is what is fake money? The paper that we have is fake money because one, inflation is happening every year with that. You know, it's at a steady, on average, about three percent rate. But what happens if that speeds up? Right, and sometimes inflation is hidden in the grocery store because those same packages that used to buy for a certain at like a certain size for a certain price, they may still be the same price, but the packages have gotten smaller. Or in some cases, I saw a picture of one where the bottom of the bottle was kind of like caved up to where it, it it allowed you to have less in the bottle. So, you know, inflation is happening, paper money is being printed out of control, it's not just in the US dollar. Um, You know, every fiat currency is experiencing inflation because they are printing more and have less to back it. So it's only a matter of time. So cryptocurrency, in, in essence, allows you to have an asset, a digital asset that you can trade peer to peer. You need no third party. I don't need a bank or a credit card processing company to verify or approve of my transaction to be able to transact with somebody else. And that is where cryptocurrency gives the freedom back to the individual. You know, I heard a heard a story from an Uber driver a while back where he, uh, you know, he he was originally from Zimbabwe, and he got into Bitcoin several years ago because he started sending his mom Bitcoin instead of uh, wiring money through, um, you know, through Western Union or whatever wire transmitting service they use because the money there was so overprinted you could have a wheelbarrow full of cash and not have enough to buy a loaf of bread in Zimbabwe. So through Bitcoin, he was able to send it to her. She was able to go into the shop owners and get them to agree to accept Bitcoin. So she walks into a shop, gets what she needs, pays the owner in Bitcoin, peer to peer, sends it from her wallet to his wallet, and walks out with the goods and creates a whole economy outside of the failing government economy. And that is the power of what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency can do. Now let's face it, there's over 2,000 plus assets, crypto assets right now, and 90, probably 99% of them aren't gonna make it. They're all an idea and it but it's no different think about the companies that have come and gone right some companies were legitimately made created you know created some kind of product and just didn't quite make it they failed same thing can happen with cryptocurrencies and some may be big right maybe the biggest so there may be some of the top cryptocurrencies that down the road a better technology will replace them but remember uh, bitcoin being the first You know, a lot of people claim it's slow, the fees are kind of high, but anytime you go to another cryptocurrency that allows you faster transactions, lower fees, there usually is a trade-off with that. So we'll see what happens with that, but you know, that's where you've got to be aware and it's no different. And I like to compare, you know, Bitcoin has had bubbles. Let's face it. We had a bubble in 2017. I mean, Bitcoin to go from in a matter of what, six weeks went from about five to 6,000 in value of Bitcoin all the way up to 19,000, almost touching 20,000. And then all of 2018 was basically a big correction back down to 3,200. And you know that was a bubble. That was based off of hype and speculation. But over 2018, when that price was going down, the infrastructure within crypto, the projects that were actually developing, working, working project, working models, getting some implementations, that's what was happening all year. So the space was strengthening. Even though the, the market price was declining. And now it, it's stronger than ever because let's face it, the hype in 2017, there really it was all just based on hype and speculation. Most companies were launching and raising money based on what they planned to do, not what they had already done. So we're seeing a different uh, landscape go through there, but we've got to, you know we've got to make sure that we're doing our part when it comes to ad- adoption. Uh, so I don't mind. I always always enjoy talking to people that are skeptical of crypto. And that guy was telling me about people that had lost money uh, in, in crypto. I explained to him the benefits, the future of this. And it, the conversation ended with him saying, hey, all right, we're going to have to sit down. You have to show me more about this. And that's what it's going to take because new technology takes a while to catch on. And, and I've mentioned this before. If you go back to 95, you can find a, many news articles talking about the Internet just being a fad. It's never going to be widely adopted. And in the early two thousands, talking about online shopping is is nobody's going to adopt that. People want to to walk into a store and buy it. So internet shopping is not gonna not gonna really catch on. And I'd like for someone to try to tell that to Amazon right now, right? So, uh, you know, and and I I do compare Amazon a lot to cryptocurrency, not in effect the that their businesses uh, because they are completely different assets. Different, you know, one's a company, uh, the other is a currency. But when you look at demand, supply and demand of an asset, there are cycles that are similar. Early 2000s, Amazon stock tumbled from $110 to10 dollars over and lost over 90% of value over that time, and a lot of people cashed out. But what happened? They kept plugging away at their infrastructure, making moves, growing adoption, and it eventually, you know tipped the balance and created this mass momentum, and now they're, look at them, they're, they're a trillion dollar company. Well, I know the value fluctuates right below or above a trillion dollars, but that's what happened. That's what's happening right now with cryptocurrency. Infrastructure is being put into place. You know, there's no surprise. It's no surprise to me when you look at Facebook is putting out. you know, looking to do a cryptocurrency called Global Coin. Um, the banks are looking to issue cryptocurrencies. Um, they're all setting, a lot of them are setting up companies for, uh, holding companies to hold digital assets for customers, for you know, some for institutional customers. You look at Fidelity digital assets being created for, by Fidelity, Fidelity who manages multi-trillions of dollars. So it's it's no surprise that crypto is gonna is gonna happen. So, uh, Kiyosaki's book, throughout his book, fake back to to go back to that. He talks a lot about Bitcoin and blockchain how it's gonna be revolutionary. He's also cautious as well. You know that it, it could not beat it, and. Um, but he, he states his reasons why he believes, and you know, that, that's really where it's at, you know, because it is taking the power away from governments, and let's face it, when governments have been giving power, the history of all governments has been to abuse it, to abuse it not for the betterment of the people, but for the betterment of themselves, and, a, and usually for a negative agenda. So, And I'm not getting into politics, I'm not talking Democrat, Republican, left side, right side doesn't matter right they've always done wrong I always I've heard a phrase I like that I tell people all the time which is the left wing and the right wing is still on the same bird so keep that in mind but when it comes to Bitcoin you know Bitcoin is not a scam doesn't mean you can't lose money if you buy high and sell low because that happens as well Um, but I've also talked about in the past you want to make sure that you have a strategy and have a mindset going in if you're going to decide to invest in cryptocurrencies what is your strategy if you are a long-term holder, now there's debate whether that's a good strategy or not because obviously, yeah, if you held through the big dip instead of selling, then you could have made a lot more money. But if you're, you know, if you if your skill set is not there, then you may end up buying high and then panic selling low thinking it's going to go lower, or you may buy, you know, you may sell when you think it's high and it keeps going up and you have to buy back in at a higher price. So there there's some Things you've got to learn, but the only way to improve that is to improve your skill set and understanding how to identify trends. But if you want to be a long-term holder, you think the long-term viability is better than trying to stress over the ups and downs, then invest. But don't worry about what the price is every day because you're not selling tomorrow. You know, if, if you decide you want to trade some trends, then learn how to read charts. Learn how to read trends. But if you're going to just trade off of those trends, look at the the daily, the monthly, the weekly charts, or even that most the four-hour charts, just to identify trends. But there's no point in worrying about what's happening within the 15-minute charts or five-minute charts. So Bitcoin itself, you know, is not a Ponzi scheme. There's no payments being made out. There's been bubbles, but let's face it, real estates have bubbles. We what did we see back in 2008? We saw an economic crisis that was actually created by the banks due to bad lending practices and bad credit practices. Uh, which again goes back to Kiyosaki's point of fake assets, fake teachers. We think the banks and the schools are going to teach us what we need to know about money, and neither one of them do. They're just, you know, banks are just really abusing the power for themselves. Um, you, know, so, you know, some of the cryptocurrencies that are out there are not going to have a market fit. Uh, some of them are outright scams, and there's ways I can I, I talk about identifying them uh, just to make sure, but that, that's with anything. There's been real estate scams in the past, there's been stock scams in the past. There's been forex scams in the past. Whatever assets people are looking to invest in, you're going to have pirates. And where there's digital gold, there's going to be digital pirates in cryptocurrency. So most tokens won't be around in three to five years because the tokens are crap. And you know when you look at the late 2017 bull market, uh, Bitcoin left users you know at long wait times, fees were high due to, you know just due to network congestion, and people realized that the price was running far ahead of fundamentals. Bitcoin had not developed to that value to where it was worth it. And, you know, the bear market has given a chance for a lot of infrastructure to go in place. A lot of the bad actors actually washed out because of that big downturn. So it's actually a good thing because if prices would have just kept rising, it's, you know, these, these bad players would have stuck around longer. The bigger scams would have been more popular among more people. And a lot more people would have gotten hurt and lost a lot of money uh, legitimately. So just just be aware of that and do your part. Um, you know, Bitcoin right now is it look like it's got a strong, strong movement moving up. We saw at the beginning of the year, we saw in the 3,200 uh, 3, to 3,500 range for Bitcoin. And I talk about Bitcoin prices a lot because really most of the cryptos, all of the cryptos, just about follow the Bitcoin trend right now. Now, there's some fluctuations within that throughout time, but they typically follow them. And now we're looking at Bitcoin sitting today at around 8,500. Um, and, and, and many people looking, yeah, could we go back down further? Yes, we could go back down before we move up. But do your part when it comes to crypto adoption. You know, the, the curiousness that's expressed towards Bitcoin by our younger generation actually looks is, is really good for crypto's potential to reach mainstream adoption phase. But it may not happen tomorrow. The rest of crypto can definitely go with the head start to prepare for the spotlight down the road. And as the technology matures, along with the audience, that will eventually embrace it. It'll be headed for the perfect storm, which will be uh, circumstances to prove the digital assets really are a multi-trillion dollar uh, asset class. And then you're going to see us go from a $250 billion market cap to a multi-trillion dollar market cap. So do your part. And when you go places and you want to pay, ask people if they accept crypto. Uh, because one thing I've talked about all the time when I talk to people about mass adoption is... Say someone creates a great payment system that that allows them and there's some out there that are being tested and some that are I'm, I'm sure really good that will allow people to accept cryptocurrency for payments um, on a wide stream on a wide basis But if you go if someone goes to say a shop owner and says hey, we've got the system that allows you to accept bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies What if that shop owner is like nobody's ever asked me if they can even pay in that so I don't really have a demand businesses react to the demand of their customers. So if you are constantly asking businesses if they accept Bitcoin, if they accept cryptocurrency, then when the time comes and these POS systems like Coincierge Club and others have, you're gonna see mass adoption take place. So uh, just do your part, educate people, teach people what Bitcoin and crypto really is. And if you, don't, if you don't know exactly how to explain it, send them to me, send them to a podcast, have them send me a message on Facebook through uh, From No Crypto to No Crypto's Facebook page and we can you know we can help everybody grow together so that's it for today's episode i want to thank you for listening in and i'll catch you on the next episode